This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 9th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how are you feeling this morning? Yeah, doing fine. Uh, definitely exhausted. It was uh, one of those overnight shifts, so the turnaround to do the radio show is always a little difficult. But nonetheless, I'm here and uh, ready for another fun episode. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. We're at the middle of the week, so uh, half the week's behind us, half the week's ahead of us. Um, I think, knock on wood, again, things have been going pretty smooth so far. Uh, but you know what? have fun shows lined up and of course you know we're making our way towards christmas and uh, making our way through (laughs) just wanted to let everybody know that uh, we are planning on taking the week of christmas off so uh, that week right before uh, we will be running best of episodes but you still get plenty of live brand new us in the weeks leading up so uh, just one thing to keep in mind in that week leading up to christmas well, Tone, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host. Tony, have you ever received a accidental text from somebody that uh, just shocked you? You know, maybe they sent you something that they weren't supposed to send you or, um, you know, there was a picture included that uh, maybe you weren't supposed to see. No, haven't haven't been a part of any of those texts, so... I've had a few friends that have had those, and they've usually had a little fun with them. But no, I've personally never been on the other end of that. Yeah, you always have to make sure that you uh, make <laughs> take a look at who you're sending it to, double-check, proofread, um, and don't hit that send button unless you absolutely mean it. Unlike this woman who was left shocked when she received a very unexpected message from her grandmother recently. Marquita Green opened her phone to discover her older relative had accidentally sent her a rather X-rated image of herself. She filmed filmed a reaction after seeing the nude photo with her eyes closed, shaking her head and holding her hand over her mouth. The hilarious clip was later uploaded to TikTok, where she added a piece of audio created by another user named Yort. Okay, which is meant to sound like a voicemail from a grandma attempting to explain their mistake, claiming the photo was intended for a man named Brian. Her video soon went viral and was captioned, Grandma Trippin', I can't even function at work. 
Marquita also added text to the video explaining the situation in more detail. It read, when grandma send her nude to you by accident, I can't even work. The voice message that plays in the background of the clip really makes the whole thing with the older woman saying, this is your grandmother. I apologize so much. I sent you pictures. I pushed your name by accident. I meant to send it to my friend Brian. Please delete that picture. She continued, when I looked up from my phone and saw that, I felt so bad. I was sending it to Brian. The video has since been viewed more than 1.4 million times and garnered over 228,000 likes and 40,000 shares. So, uh, yeah, you know, especially if you are a grandmother, you've got uh, kids or grandkids, don't accidentally send your nudes to them because that's... You're going to traumatize oh, them. You're going to scar them for life. Oh, that's crazy. That's your that's your grandma too, huh? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. That's uh, it's hard ooh, enough. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's hard enough Especially to think in this day and age. You know, it's it reminds me of the time my dad had posted his uh, social security and his personal info on his when he first got Facebook. Mm. And that was his profile pic was like this piece of paper that had all his info on oh, it. Like, no. <laughs> delete, delete. <laughs> so, but at least it's not, that's still not as bad as the nudie one. All right. That's yeah. pretty bad. Real bad. Yeah. We don't want to think of our grandparents as sexual beings. Oh, so, uh, no, you know, no, even though we, we got here somehow. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, uh, it's somehow. Right, yeah, here. Right, right. But uh, we'd rather play ignorant than know what actually happens in that case. But in any case, we have mm-hmm. a wonderful show lined up for you folks today. It is Wednesday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Hump Day! Mm-hmm. Yeah! Yeah! It is Hump Day. It is Wednesday. As we do on Wednesdays, we have Words Are Hard because, well, words are hard. We have a segment called Little Luxuries. Our call-in topic today are terrible Christmas gifts. Have you either given a terrible Christmas gift or received one? We want to know about it. We have behind-the-scenes Christmas movie facts. We end up the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in just a few minutes. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 9th. Now we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe your grandmother sent you nudes. What we want to know about Ooh. it. <laughs> Give us a call at 855 Phoenix Radio. That's 855 F E N I X R D O or 855 336 4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of this show, and that means Tony is here with the entertainment news. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, November 9th. Wow, December 9th. I, I don't, I'm glad it's not Going November. back in time. Yep, Philippa Fast Five. All right, Big Sky, the new show on the David Kelly drama on ABC. 
um, has gotten a full season order. I actually watched the pilots. Uh, it's actually pretty good. This only one I've seen so far, but I can see why it got picked up. Jeremy Irons joins Lady Gaga in Ridley Scott's Gucci. Aliens, Alien comic series coming soon from Marvel, so that's awesome. Huh. Now that uh, Marvel acquired the Fox license, they, they get Aliens. Yep. It'll make them into a comic. Uh, Breakdancing to become an official Olympic sport for 2024 games. Can't wait to see the electric boogaloos out of there. And Madonna, and Madonna gets her first tattoo ever at 62. Inked for the very first time. That's it for your Filippo Fast Five. Um, now in the entertainment section of things, we'll start out with a little gloom and doom as Disney is going to lay off 32,000 employees for early 2021. Um, Variety reports that the Walt Disney Company shared the updated figure in 10K filing published on Wednesday with the majority of the layoffs expected to be coming within the parks experience and products division in the first half of fiscal 2021. Disney spokesperson confirmed that the latest figure includes the 28,000 layoffs that the company previously announced in September. Due to the current climate, including COVID-19 impacts and changing environment in which we are operating, the company has generated efficiencies in its staffing, including limiting hiring to critical business roles, furloughs, and reductions in force. As a part of these actions, the the employment of approximately 32,000 employees, primarily at Parks Experiences Products, will terminate the first half. So, unfortunately, you know, this pandemic, which hopefully, you know, with these uh, trial runs of the vaccine and stuff, will kind of hopefully get us back in order. It's going to change us forever on how we view things and stuff like that. So, uh It's definitely going to uh, be a rough uh, coming year if you work for the Disney. Yeah, my only hope in in the parks. My only hope is that uh, they gave these folks the option to be hired back on once things go back to normal or semi-normal, whatever it may be. Um, You know, give them a give them a chance to come back. Absolutely, yeah. I hope they have first dig dibs at it, but you know, or hopefully they land into something that uh, keeps them. It's more permanent. Ends up being a better gig for them. So, uh, good luck to everybody out there uh, in the uh, Disney Park uh, area. So, um, but seeing as uh, 2020 has been a craptacular year, I'm sure there has been some good things this year, yeah. but will always be remembered of one of the worst for everybody. Um, so much that Netflix has made a mockumentary called Death to 2020. Here's the description. 2020, a year or so, inner adjective of choice here. Even the creators of Black Mirror couldn't make it up. But that doesn't mean they don't have a little something to add. Death to 2020 is a comedy event that tells the story of the dreadful year that was, and perhaps still is. The landmark documentary style special weaves together some of the world's most fictitious, renowned voices with a real-life archival footage spanning the past 12 months. Created and executive produced by Charlie Brooker and Annabelle Jones and produced by Allison Marlowe, Death to 2020 stars Hugh Grant, who recently told New York Magazine that he will play a repellent historian in the special. Comes at no surprise that the creators of Black Mirror would choose to lampoon this past year as a part of their next project. 
After all, between the ongoing pandemic, failed leadership in some of the most prominent parts of the globe, and solutions to the world's most glaring problems, still well outreach 2020. Feels as if it's ripe for parody. I say this only because laughter can often be the best medicine for a dis- desperate situation and means no disrespect to those we've lost as a result of the global dumpster fire that is 2020. How many times are I going to say that in this article? Right. I feel like <laughs> we should be taking shots every time you say that. While it feels if we've been living in an episode of Black Mirror since mid-March, I'll be curious to see what Brooker and Jones brings to Netflix with this timely mockumentary. Uh, will you be checking it out? Let it let us know below in the Phoenix page. And uh, it's funny they I didn't watch the teaser, but here's uh, some of the people um, that will be joining the cast: yeah, Samuel L. Jackson, Lisa Kudrow, our favorite uh, comedian, not Leslie Jones. Um, also to appear is Joe Keery from Stranger Things, Kumal Nanjani. I butchered his name from Silicon Valley, Tracy Ullman, uh, Christian Melody, Samson Kale, among others. So, um, don't know. I haven't watched the trailer, so I can't tell you if it looks good or not. Could be interesting. What I'd rather see is a documentary that falls around uh, Ryan Reynolds' Satan and his date 2020 from Match.com. And, oh, that uh, one's awesome. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, if that, that's going to be like, in the new year, man, if, if I'm not uh, in anything, that might be the way to go. So just based off the Ryan Reynolds uh, ad, right? It's right. pretty damn funny. <laughs> it's pretty good. If Satan can find somebody, I, I should be I should be in good shape for 2021. Um, by the way, you guys got to go check out that ad, that Match.com ad. It's got Satan uh, who, who goes on a date, and he ends up meeting a girl named 2020. Um, 2020, that's her like on screen <laughs> username. And then they just watch the world. You have to watch it. I don't want to spoil it. Just go YouTube it, watch it. It's definitely worth it's your good. minute or two that it is. So, um, have you been hearing all these uh, rumors in the last like two to three days? They've just been going crazy uh, with Spider Man 3 news. Like, no. just how bonkers it's going to be. Well, <clears throat> it looks like they're bringing back like. When I put this article in yesterday, it hadn't updated it, but uh, Spider-Man 3 is bringing back Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus. So Doc Ock from Sony's Spider-Man 2, follow me, they're going to tie this all together. (laughs) Um, So they're going to confirm. So now that's Doc Ock and Electro from the original Spider-Man movies. Well, Well, Electro was from Amazing. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, he's from... He's from The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which was the Andrew Garfield one. And then, so Doc Ock was from the second one in the Tobey Maguire film. So, um, yeah, they uh, he was spotted on the set of Spider-Man 3, but they haven't given it casting news. Now, a lot of this is just people seeing where they're filming and what they're doing. And Sony kind of dropped the ball. They put a teaser showing Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and Tom Holland, but they immediately took it down. But it was up long enough for people to put it together. Um, they're definitely doing a Spider-Verse tie yeah. in some sorts because uh, it looks like Emma Stone's coming back, uh, Kirsten Dunst. So everything's going to tie, which, you know, the one bad thing about superheroes is if you put too many characters in one movie, it's bad. It gets oversaturated. 
But I think since this is a Spider-Verse and they might just be traveling through and these might be cameos more than starring roles, I think it's going to be pretty awesome. And I'm actually really intrigued about this whole thing. Yeah, I think Marvel's going to treat it right. Obviously, they know how to handle a lot of superheroes in one film, namely the Avengers movies. And we know that uh, Doctor Strange is his sort of mentor in this movie and we know that uh you know he has something to do with the multiverse in the multiverse of madness and so um it is going to be just a crazy ride i think this next phase of the marvel universe yeah can't wait till we actually get to the next phase of marvel right speaking of next phases um so we all know star wars wrapped up their trilogies of uh, the skywalker saga you know was it two years ago now and we got the badass Mandalorian where we're just watching the last two episodes and we're like, this is everything we wanted that to be if you're a geeky Star Wars fan. Yep. Well, eight years after Lucasfilm sold to Disney in a deal worth over $4 billion, George Lucas says the decision to give up control on his iconic space franchise remains very, very painful. Yeah, I bet. At $4 billion, while it might hurt, it sure didn't hurt you financially. No. <laughs> Four billion, yeah. Well, uh, it was it was very very painful. Now anybody would probably sell anything at that kind of price. It seems to me an insurmountable amount of money. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, Lucas sat down with Paul Duncan for an interview as a part of the just released new book, The Star Wars Archives, episodes one through three, ninety nine through two thousand five. An excerpt in which finds the filmmaker getting honest about his career-defining decision to prioritize family over Star Wars. Um, he says, at the time I was starting the next trilogy, because he was going to do the three that we got in a very different manner. Um, he had his ideas, but then he sold the rights and everything over, so that's why he had J.J. Abrams and Disney and everybody else write the last three trilogies. Um, so... He wanted to be working on all those uh, after the fact. Well, after that, um, the point of the whole story, just a long interview about him, he has like ideas of who he would like to bring back, what his ideas were for the franchise. So what's good is Disney's actually, um, he's going to get some say in the next trilogy that they're doing. So yes, Star Wars will not die. We are getting another trilogy, except this time it's going to be from Taika Waititi, who's been directing a lot of the Mandalorian episodes. I think with having George Lucas having a say, and you have uh, you have people that love the franchise, like grew up fans of it, as we've seen with the Mandalorian, I'm actually really excited for this trilogy that's going to come out. It has, I'm sure, it has nothing to do with the Skywalker stuff, but still in the world of Star Wars, I think it's going to be pretty damn awesome. At least. On paper, it seems very awesome. So It'll be good. You know, Taika Waititi, knowing his sensibilities, his visual style, and his humor um, from Thor Ragnarok, uh, I can't imagine a, a better trilogy unless it was done by Jon Favreau himself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that being said, that's the entertainment news. We got about 25 seconds to do some punny birthdays. Let's roll it. It's my All right, now I apologize. The punnies are not as good today because it's it's done last minute. So here we go. This Olympic wrestler won a gold medal with a freaking broken neck. He would go on to be a Hall of Fame wrestler for both the Olympics and the WWE. And he would go on to star in Sharknado 2. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Kurt Angle is 52. Do you have the time to listen to him whine? 
techno because he's too cool drumming along while hitching a ride because he was he has to take a dookie, you American idiot. He's the drummer of Green Day. Trey Cool is 48. Uh, I voice texted that, and it did not say what I had to kind of <laughs> translate through. I, I'm so sorry, you and my other friends that read voice text, because they are bad. They are. Really bad. Not um, this birthday gal has had dances with Shakespeare and was quite the queen, and she has a simple cue for James Bond. Judy Dench is 86. Uh, this teen idol has been around before our time, and usually he's paired with his sister. His nephew was a guest on an early episode of the Christian Phoenix radio show. Go back and listen to it. Um, and he was a variety show act in Vegas. He's a young 63. That's Donny Osmond with them shiny white teeth. <laughs> this birthday boy was a bear of a football player with a really unfortunate name. Dick Buttkiss is 78. Bernadette's love slave who went to space and had the nerdiest yet coolest friends and always ate out all the days. He will celebrate his 40th birthday with the Big Bang. Simon Hellberger is his name. He was Wallowitz. Uh, this desperate housewife was not shameless when she met her husband, but when she hung out with Aunt Becky and they tried to go to college, trouble wrote trouble ensued but luckily she took the easy out and she can now enjoy her 58th birthday happy birthday felicity huffman uh this con artist is tough being him because he's an artist and he was in con air john malkovich see they get really bad at the end here he's 67 <laughs> john malkovich and the last one this fabulous baker boy is a wizard at fatherhood and a brother of the dude Bo bridges is 79 and that's your celebrity birthdays for December 9th. And a shout out to my cousin Andrew Pullman. It is his birthday today. Happy birthday, sugar free. Hey. And that's it for the birthdays today. Very cool. Well, that does it for the entertainment news when we come back. It's Wednesday, and words are hard. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a minute. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 9th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. Now if you want to get a hold of us on social, you can. I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram at uh, Phoenix Media Radio. Of course, that's Twitter as well. Tony can be reached at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now, a phrase we like to use around here because every once in a while we trip over our own words. Maybe we're reading something and uh, it's just not coming out right. We like to say no. words are hard. And so on Wednesdays, we've been featuring the English language and some of the uh, strange things that... Uh, surround it with a segment called Words Are Hard. (laughs) 
All right, today we're going to be looking uh, at people who struggle to find the right word for something. For instance, you have this person who said, uh, the client uh, asks them, do you do lemonade? Me, do we do lemonade? The client, yes, I was told you do that here. Me, I'm sorry, this is a graphics and print shop. Client, I know that, I'm not an idiot. Me, I'm sorry, (laughs) I didn't mean to. Client, look, if you can't lemonade these papers for me, then I'll go somewhere else. Me. Oh, I, I got you now. Do you mean laminate? I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, and, and in that case, that's just a, a, a purely ignorant or stupid uh, stance to take because they knew, you know, they, they weren't struggling to find the word. They thought the word was lemonade, so... Right. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because at first I'm like, "Well, uh, okay, where are we going with this?" But <laughs> that makes sense. I'm with you. I like that the client even said, "I'm not an idiot." Well, sorry. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, I guess you kind of are, bud. <laughs> Here's a case where uh, autocorrect may have stepped in. On a text message says, "Send me newts." So the person sends a picture of a newt. Person replies back, "No, like a sexy pic." To which the Receiver sends a picture of a newt spread eagle. Um, at least they had a, a good sense of humor and obviously probably meant nudes. Hopefully that wasn't meant for their grandmother because that would be uh, traumatizing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just getting just getting one of those from your grandma would just be traumatizing. Whoa. Yes. Yes. Or any family member for that matter. You don't you don't want that. Right. You, yeah. you just don't want to see that. that. Good point. Good point. Well, let's move on with words are hard. Somebody on Twitter puts, I don't know why people are so scared of chupacabras. They seem so nice. And there's a collage of pictures of this giant rodent snuggling with uh, ducks and turtles and monkeys and an alligator. To which somebody replies, a chupacabra is a mythical creature that drains goat's blood in Mexico. That would be a capybara. So, uh, you know, don't mix up your mythical creatures with your actual creatures oh yeah well they're so cute little chupacabra they're my little friend <laughs> the capybaras yeah they're like my little friend capybaras are adorable though um and i'm gonna post this up on our facebook page so you guys can see exactly what we're talking about but let's move on with words are hard here's somebody on uh facebook marketplace who uh says that uh, i'm looking for an autistic guitar to which somebody replies, damn, dude, all I have are eclectics. Obviously, they meant acoustic guitar and electrics uh, with the, the funny pun coming back. But uh, again, be careful, proofread before you go out there. Moving on with words are hard. Here's another one where you want to uh, make sure you understand the correct word. You have the uh, person, it looks like a Reddit post where they say, or vanilla abstract in the oven, just don't put too much, to which somebody replies, I only have postmodern vanilla. Will that be okay? Pretty pretty sure they meant uh, vanilla extract, not abstract. But uh, right. love that people are, are quick and witty and come back with uh, such great replies. Let's move on. You have this person who is uh, more than likely at a, uh, a Chinese food buffet. There is a big open vat of what's clearly sweet and sour sauce, but the little sign says sweet and sour sauce. 
to which they uh, comment, <laughs> I found the source of all things sweet and sour. So, uh, you know, English is hard. It's a very, very difficult language. <laughs> yes, English is tough. Which is very tough. Why we do this uh, segment. All right, moving on with words are hard. Son of a <laughs> and again, uh, if you are so convinced you're right, just be careful about the stance you take. You have one person on a text who says, the doctor said I was anime, to which the person replies, question mark. The original poster, not enough iron. The receiver says, oh, anemia. And then the original person puts, no, it's anime. Learn to spell, idiot. <laughs> no, it's anemia. <laughs> Learn the word, idiot. <sighs> oh, boy. <laughs> ah, love it. Moving on. You've got uh, another text exchange where it says, what did you get to eat last night? To which the person re- replied, shrimps camping. I don't know how to spell it. And, of course, the original person was wise enough to uh, come up with a quick Photoshop of shrimps with little skewers sitting around a campfire with the tents in the background. Apparently, those shrimps were camping, as opposed to shrimp scampi. Seems. Moving on with words are hard. So hard. So hard. Here's another text exchange that, uh, again, context is everything. Original person, I'm in the hospital, to which the recipient says, you okay? The original poster, yeah, I had a car, a car tack arrest. The recipient, you mean cardiac uh. arrest? The sender, no, my doctor said car tack arrest. The receiver, I think they meant cardiac. The original, what's a cardiac? The receiver, it means heart. And, of course, the original sender, oh, yeah, that would make more sense, yeah. A, a car tack arrest is not an actual thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony, are you much of a uh, salad fan? You know, I like certain salads. Yeah, man. I'm not. It's not something I do, eat all the time. Obviously, words are hard. Yeah, there is definitely some uh, uh, good salads out there. So, yeah, I like some. <laughs> it's such a ramble just get to the point yes i like some salads there you sure. go uh i'm not a big salad fan there is one type of salad which i think this person probably meant they said the seizure salad from mcdonald's is so good i don't know if i want a, a seizure se- salad <laughs> i don't want a seizure salad no man that's like a heart attack big mac i think they meant seizure salad yeah i think that's what they meant too but i'll have your seizure salad because i'm shaking today <laughs> And then finally, in words are hard. Here's somebody who picked up a sandwich from their local grocery store, and it's labeled roast beef and criminalized onion relish. I want to know what those onions did to be. Yeah, uh, them be cri- criminalized. they're criminal. Like when, if you get them from McDonald's, they are criminal. Uh, criminal. <laughs> they're criminal because they're all in that burger. You know, they're yeah, all exactly. over it. Well, folks, we're headed to a commercial break. Go ahead and grab yourself a roast beef and criminalized onion relish, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes with little luxuries. Don't go anywhere. I like roast beef.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 9th. Now, we've made it to the final section of the first hour of the show, but don't fret. There is still plenty ahead. Don't fret, my pants. Uh, with our second hour, including our call-in topic of terrible Christmas gifts that you either gave or received. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us. Click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about a dozen and uh, sorry, 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way, you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, it's that time of year that, uh, you know, uh, we're buying Christmas gifts, we're giving Christmas gifts, we're trying to do good things, you know, and we all grow up in different situations, different households, different financial backgrounds, and what many people might think of as a necessity, as uh, just an everyday occurrence, might be a little luxury for somebody else. Tony, growing up, was there anything that, uh, you know, came along in your life or in your household that you saw as a luxury that other people might not see that way. They might just see as, oh, yeah, that's whatever. Yeah, for us, I I felt like uh, when, uh, as a kid, having a Super Nintendo, like when it came out, was a luxury. It's not, obviously, not many people had that for a while. It's Because people were just now getting, at that point, like regular Nintendos or... Um, like one of the kids on the street had a Sega Genesis, and that was pretty luxurious. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and for us, I I would say when the Super Nintendo came out, I felt like that was big time. When probably for most people, it's just like yeah, it's a video game system, right? It's cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know, maybe. but for me, it was everything, man. It was like where your friends wanted to come to your house because you had Super Mario World and a Super Nintendo. I mean, it was the place to be. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's fun to uh, think back on those things and. You know, what you might take for granted now are uh, things that you cherish in your, your memories of years past. So with mm-hmm. that being said, wanted to run down uh, what people have posted as things that uh, they see as luxuries that other people may have uh, sort of passed up. But uh, obviously, you know, they, they cherish. For instance, uh, this person put, I don't know if anyone can relate. But in about third, maybe fourth grade, me and my twin brother had a music class where we were both required to buy a recorder. You know, that plastic flute thingy that sounds like uh, cats being skinned. Well, my mom said we didn't have the money, so my twin brother and I tore the whole house up in search of $6 for two recorders. We brought a Ziploc bag full of change, pennies, nickels, dimes, etc. I think the teacher felt so sorry for us because she paid for our recorders. When the rest of the students left the room, she gave us the Ziploc bag back. Thank you, Mrs. Albrecht. You know, that's a heartwarming story, and, you know, sometimes especially with school supplies, they can get expensive and, uh, you know, you can't always afford what the, uh, the class is asking for. Right. Well, that was kind of like, uh, back in, I wanted to take uh, music or band class, right. In, uh, fifth grade. And, uh, I signed up for it and I got in cause you could be in the class, but the problem was we couldn't afford instruments. So I eventually had to quit because, uh, you know, I think I was going to play the, uh, what was the trumpet? Okay. As weird as that was, like, 
my uh, the, one of the kids I went to school with, uh, her name was Raina, and uh, she wasn't using hers, so I got to use hers for like uh, for one or two, but then uh, she she had to ask for it back because her parents didn't want me to have it or something. So yeah. I had to quit the class because we were too poor to go get a real instrument. So <laughs> and band band I, equipment I is expensive. It is very very expensive. Something we all yeah. take for granted is privacy. This person put grew up pretty poor in an Arkansas uh, in Arkansas in a trailer. I literally got a door to my bedroom for Christmas one year. It probably still was the best gift I ever received. You know, and especially if you're a teenager, you want that privacy. And, uh, you know, it's uh, getting a door for Christmas can be sort of a depressing thought. But if it's all you want, then you know what? It makes sense and it is absolutely cherished. Oh, absolutely. That just reminded me of like... uh of our friend Adam uh, with the siblings, you know how he had his own room, but then the Ad- or uh, Andrew and Katie had to like put a blanket between their rooms. So oh, yeah, like during their teenagers, that had to be been pretty tough, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I could see privacy being definitely something very, uh, very cool that uh, would be wanted. Exactly. You know, what else is very cool that would be want to be wanted is a place to sit. My parents won 1500 bucks at a lottery once. They bought a new sofa to replace a 25-year-old sofa, a phone, and we went to a mid-range steakhouse, first restaurant for the whole family. I was 20 at the time. You know, it's uh, we, we talked in the past about uh, you know getting underwear or jammies for Christmas. For some people, that is, you know, a, a, a huge thing. That is something that, uh, you know, again, we take for granted but other people would absolutely cherish. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a good thing, you know. I like getting clothes as an adult. It doesn't bother me at all. Exactly. Moving on with little luxuries, of course, they don't do this much anymore, but uh, if you remember back in the day, school parties where everyone brought something to share for lunch, you know, and they said, if you don't bring something, you don't get to participate. So this person says, I brought two carrots after not being able to afford school lunch for two years. Even the teacher laughed at me. My young self just decided that day that some people don't deserve lunch. You know, it's, uh, don't laugh at a kid who's bringing you carrots. You know, they're trying to participate, and, uh, you know, they're doing their part, and they may not be able to afford it otherwise. Exactly. So. All right. Uh, moving on with little luxuries. This one's a little bit longer, but it says, My folks always had three meals a day for us, but clothes were always a treat. It might be a pair of pants and a shirt, but my folks always made sure it was something that we were able to pick out, and it always felt so special. They sacrificed a lot for it. In fact, my mom told me a few years ago that in order to provide that, my parents didn't buy new clothes or much of anything for well over a decade when we were younger. With my first real job out of school, I was able to take my dad to a shop and have him pick out a suit of his choice and get it fitted. He's confessed that it's one of the moments that's really stuck with him. He still has that suit and has worn it to both my sisters and my weddings. But yeah, some of those feelings and habits don't really go away. Regarding clothes, they still get worn till they can't be patched anymore, and I loathe to throw them away. I got to stop there because this is actually making me surprisingly emotional. And, uh, you know, this sort of goes back to say that, uh, you know, if you've got a bunch of clothes sitting in your closet that you never wear, you know, it, it's just hanging there. You think, oh, I'm going to fit into it one day or I'm going to get fat one day and, and uh, get into it. You know, you're better off donating it and giving it to somebody who uh, will really 
you know, cherish it. And I think that seems to be the, the theme of this segment. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, if you're not using it, why not? You know, somebody else could uh, enjoy that. So. Exactly. Here's one that unfortunately happens quite a bit. It says, uh, I see nobody says this, but going to the dentist or any doctor at all um, can be a luxury sometimes. You know, insurance is expensive. Going to a doctor or a dentist is expensive. And especially if you have to have a procedure, um, you know, forget about it. It can be, you know, thousands of dollars to get a tooth extracted. And if you don't have the insurance, you know, you're, you're doing it the hard way. You're suffering with the pain. No, absolutely. Get, just make it easy on yourself. Not hard. Just make it easy. Yeah, exactly. Moving on with little luxuries. This person puts uh, going places. Little luxuries. Going places during school vacation. The kids would be all like, what? You've never been to XYZ Amusement Park? No, Trisha, my family doesn't even have a car, which is another luxury to me. Um, you know, you got to make your own family vacations when uh, you can't afford to go overseas or go somewhere tropical or go to an amusement park. Um, you you got to do the best with what you've got, but, uh, you know, take advantage of those. And sometimes those memories are even more special than, uh, you know, something that's uh, quite expensive. Exactly. All right. Uh, moving on with little luxuries. Moving on little luxuries. Here's just one that's, uh, again, we take, for so much granted says i got pretty excited to be given my own bed i've got some follow-up questions to that first of all uh where were they sleeping were they sleeping on the floor were they sharing a bed with a brother or sister with their parents i want to know but uh yeah having your own bed is you know your own little safe space and of course uh you don't have to worry about arms or feet or anything uh getting in your face while you're sleeping yeah, you don't have to put the noodle between you. You're good. You have your own spot. Don't cross the noodle. Don't cross the noodle, Tony. Don't cross the noodle. All right. Moving on with little luxuries. Like, it's like crossing the streams, baby. Yeah, you just don't do it. You just don't do it. Terrible things ensue. Uh, you have this person that says, Until the age of 12, I thought that you weren't allowed to buy things that weren't on sale. My mom only bought things when they were on sale and or she had a coupon, so I thought that the non-sale items just weren't being sold. I could see where that would happen. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. And then finally, with little luxuries, it says, uh, my mom had seven children in ten years. Wow. I remember Dang. having a whole bottle, those smallish glass ones that came out of the machine for ten cents, of a soft drink to myself instead of sharing one bottle between all seven of us. I was perhaps five years old. I still remember this as the best thing ever. Um, yeah, you know, if you're sharing soda with seven other people, you're getting maybe a sip apiece, and that's really about it. But, uh, you know what? It's, it's one of those things that you take for granted, but you cherish as an adult. Now, folks, we are headed into our long break. As uh, When we come back, we've got our call-in topic of terrible Christmas gifts. So we do want to hear from you on maybe a Christmas gift that uh, you received or gave that is just not the best. Stay tuned, folks. We'll see you in about seven minutes. Fuzzball. 
I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. December 9th, we are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, did you get a little nap in there in the, the five minutes, seven minutes? No. Left? Oh. Okay. No, no, no. Still still doing the wake up, uh, but you know what? It's all good, you know? And got you got your everything zip, I need. You We're got good. your zip fizz, you got your tea, so uh, hopefully that should be enough to get you moving today and, and ready for another Sorry, sorry, Dave. Work, but uh, you know that's yay. That's the way life goes. Now, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, about our topic for the day. Now, what we do is we give you the topic the day beforehand, giving you all day to call in on the Phoenix line, leave a message about uh, whatever it is that we're talking about. That number is eight five five Phoenix Radio. That's eight five five F E N I X R D O or eight five five three three six four nine seven three. Of course, you can always comment live on our video right now over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just go into the live video, put your comment in there. Our topic for today are terrible Christmas gifts that you either gave or received. Tony. Have you either been the victim of a terrible gift, Christmas gift or the perpetrator of a terrible Christmas gift? Um, I think I'm a good gift giver, so I, I don't know if I'd put myself in the bad gift giving category. Um, no one's ever going to tell you because it's rude. They're not going to be like, eh, that's a piece of crap gift. Um, <laughs> mine are usually pretty thoughtful or what the person wants in general. Now, for me, I look at it this way. I'm very humble when it comes to gifts obviously when i was younger it used to be very much like oh that sucks because you didn't know you know as now you're just lucky to get anything if you get right any gift it's just you know thank you you took that person took the time to do it however uh it won't matter because she doesn't listen to the show anyways but my ex-mother-in-law terrible gift giver really really she gave some she gave some poopy i was gonna cuss some poopy gifts um along the lines of bad gifts i've gotten is stale expired jerky got that once in a stocking (laughs) stuffer that was pretty bad yummy uh my brother-in-law got that every year she gave uh, my brother-in-law expired jerky it was just rock hard oh yeah you didn't know until you ate it you're like what's wrong and then you're like oh that's why it's expired um yeah, there was like, uh, it was that, and uh, what else? She just you always got terrible gifts, man. Okay. Like, she would get uh, my ex-wife and I, like, together gifts for the house, and they were just terrible. Nothing <laughs> nothing typically good, but yeah, she was pretty bad at gift giving. Went straight to the Goodwill bin, just 
didn't give two thoughts about it. Lots of times. Lots yeah. of times, yeah. Well, the only good thing I she ever got us as a couple was we got like a, the little giant ladder from Costco. Okay. Yeah, but I that's that. just because we really that's what we really wanted that year cuz we just bought the uh, the last house we owned and it was obviously bigger and stuff so that was that was the one good gift she came in clutch but typically woof man. <laughs> oh, she bought and then uh if no one calls in, I thought of another one, but I'll save that for later. Yeah, I found that the best thing to do with terrible gift givers is tell them exactly what you want. That way there's yeah. no confusion. Make it easy enough for I them to I hate jerky. Don't give me jerky. No, that's not true. I love jerky. Just don't give me expired jerky. <laughs> now, for me, uh, in this case, I was the perpetrator. I was the giver of a terrible Christmas gift. So my older brother is difficult to buy for we have very different interests you know i'm a geeky nerdy guy i love pop culture i love movies and tv he's more of an outdoors guy he's a doctor of eastern medicine all natural for the most part so never quite sure what to get him and one year um well i had a tree planted in his name (laughs) of course you give him the card that says you know tree was planted in your name blah 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 I don't know if he actually appreciated that gift or not, but uh, I know if I had received that, I'd be eh, somewhat disappointed. Ah, uh, I would have, I would have. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would, I would say thank you, but then I'd move on. Yeah, yeah, not the best gift, but it's tough sometimes. No, you just don't know what to get them. No, I've learned at this point, gift cards. When in doubt. Yeah, gift, gift cards, cards are great, dude. Yeah. Why do people get pissed off with gift cards? You know, like uh, I used to ask uh, my ex. Uh, I'm like, just what she'd always say, "What do you want?" I'm like, just give me a gift card. Like, get it to. At the time, it was like, give me like to Best Buy or Target or somewhere where I can buy electronics or something. Mm-hmm. And due to the fact that I wanted electronics or video games or things like that, she wouldn't get me those. That gift was cards. yeah. That was probably part of the problem. The other thing is gift cards aren't necessarily personal. It's it's not like you went into thought to get them something that was unique to them. It's a you know, fairly general gift card. But at the same time, most people appreciate gift cards the most because you get to buy what you want. You don't have to worry about playing, oh, this is great, and then you never see it again. Yeah, those are always the worst ones when you get something, you're like, thanks, and then it ends up uh, getting donated uh, <laughs> to the Goodwill or uh, the bin. Exactly. stuff definitely makes that, you know. Um, like I said, at, at this day and age, usually if I get anything, uh, I never cringe with it. I'm just like, okay, you know. Right, right. You appreciate that they got you anything. Yeah. Regardless. Absolutely, and it's tough. You know, one another tough thing to get is hats, like for somebody um, – so I'm glad, like, the hat I got you fit. Mm-hmm. Buying hats for people is tough because everybody's head's a little different. So Yeah, the fact that you uh, bought an extra large for this giant dome, uh, you, you nailed it. I took, I took a shot. I'm like, well, I'm a medium large, and I'm a little guy. And I'm not saying you're a big guy, but you're, you're taller than I am, so your head's probably going to be bigger. <laughs> exactly. And you're a lot smarter. You're more intelligent. You're the, you're the brains of the operation. I'm just the guy that chimes in. 
with bad facial hair. Good save. Good and save, looks, Tom. And looks exhausted all the damn time. <laughs> well, folks, we are opening it up to you. We want to hear from you. Go onto our Facebook page right now at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video and comment there with a terrible gift that you've either given or received. And when we come back, it is all about you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 9th. We are smack dab in the interactive portion of the show where we ask you guys to chime in on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video and comment there with our topic of the day, which is terrible gifts that you've either given or received. In the last segment, uh, Tony talked about uh, terrible gifts he received from his mother-in-law. And I talked about a terrible gift that I gave to my older brother because I didn't know what else to get him. So uh, we do want to hear from you. Uh, For instance, we did have Kendra who chimed in, said, my late grandmother gave my older sister a Halloween sweater for Christmas. Um, Probably got a great after Halloween uh, deal for that. Uh, But uh, that is a little strange unless you are a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan. Yeah, that would be good for that. But yeah, typically not something you would want on a... uh on a uh for christmas that's not that's kind of just not what you're feeling at the time so yeah yeah and you know some some gifts are very apparent that uh either when they purchased them or how they purchased them but uh, again going back to our segment about little luxury sometimes if that's all people can afford that's all they can do uh tony what about uh on your end anybody chime in about uh, terrible christmas gifts they've either given or received yeah, Lacey uh, said, uh, I can't think of a specific guest, gift, but being a December birthday, I got a lot of this is for your birthday and Christmas, which is fine as an adult, but as a kid, it sucks. So you can relate to this um, being your birthday's literally just a few days before Christmas, yep. but where people were just like, you know, money's tight, so here's your birthday and Christmas gift. And, you know, you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, it, you always want those to be separated, just like everybody else, because everybody else gets a birthday and they get a Christmas. But when you're right there around the realm of Christmas or on Christmas or that month, money's tight for people. And as a kid, you don't understand that. You're just right. like, yeah, my, my parents always did a good job of separating the two out. So I never felt like I, I was a victim of that. But, uh, you know, it happened occasionally. But you're right, you know, people get separate presents for their birthday and Christmas, and it always was a little bit of a cop-out that, uh, you know, here's a just one present to cover both. You know, it's one thing if it's it's a bigger present that, you know, that sort of makes sense. But, uh, you know, if you plan on giving to somebody who has a Christmas-ish birthday, you know, just let them know that, uh, you know, you're not taking the cheap way out. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then Annabella got once got a ceramic Tinkerbell piggy bank once, and uh, she's not into girly things. So, <laughs> you know, she is a little girl. She's more of a tomboy, and uh, they got her this uh, Tinkerbell thing, and she's just like, oh, thanks. <laughs> you know what's funny? She's just sweet. Thank you. That reminds me one year, and I had to have been, I don't know, 
seven, eight years old maybe, had a birthday party, of course, around Christmas time, and uh, somebody got me a My Little Pony, and I I was pissed. <laughs> it's like, why would you get this for me? That doesn't make any sense. But, uh, yeah, luckily we could Were they return. drunk when they bought it? At seven or eight, I hope not. Yay. Oh, this is true. <laughs> maybe their parents didn't know. Well, maybe they said, I'm going to Christian's birthday party, and the parents heard Kristen, and it is just spe- assumed I... I don't know. It is spelled with a K, and that happened all the time. You know, substitute teacher, Christine, Christina, Christian. Oh, yeah, that's spelled different. Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I know, and you keep butchering it. I never experienced that on a first name level, just the last name. The last name, butchered, it still gets butchered, and I just let it go now. I don't even defend it. I'm like, yep. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it is. Thanks, Mr. San Felipe. As long as you're in the Felipe. realm, I don't need to fight it. You know, <laughs> San Filippo, Filippo, yeah, whatever you want, however you want to spin it. Thumbs up. Exactly. You're good. Now, folks, if you, you know do, another, oh, yeah, go. I was going to say, if you do want to tell us about a terrible Christmas gift you've either, either given or received, again, chime in on our Facebook page on the live video, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Comment in there. But uh, Tony, go ahead with, uh, I think you had a second one that you were going to talk about. Yeah, when I was a kid, um, and, and God bless her soul, I'm not poking fun, but my uh, my grandma Mary, she is uh, uh, she passed away when I was a young kid. But I remember one Christmas gift. Um, I, I don't know if she was drinking. I didn't understand it, but she bought my... Uh, so she bought us, my sister and I, pajamas, you know, which already as a kid, getting pajamas sucks. Yeah. You know, but we got pajamas and uh, <laughs> I got in my size girl pajamas and my sister in her size got boy pajamas. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so it was a double whammy. A, I couldn't wear it. Number two is pajamas, you know, because as a kid, man. You expect toys, video games, you expect cool stuff. Because, like, that was the thing when you went to school on Monday or whatever, you went back to what school. What did you get? You're like, what did you get for Christmas? Oh, I got this, I got this. And you're like, yeah, I get pajamas. And I couldn't even wear them because right. they were uh, pink. They were girly. They were girly. <laughs> couldn't wear them. Yeah, you know, but now as an adult, it's like, what did you get for Christmas? I don't know. I, You know, this, that. And, you know, you're just grateful to get anything. I got so, some really comfy know. pajamas. I'm going to wear them all the time. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Pajamas now? Sweet. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, at least it wasn't bad as this person who said, uh, it was a shirt that had, I'm not a gynecologist, but I'll take a look anyway. It was <laughs> It was from my stepdad's mom. Oh, she knows I want to be funny. a doctor and her English is no bueno. I found it hilarious. Once we translated it to her, she almost cried from embarrassment. I proudly wore it for the rest of the day. Uh, that would oh, be dude. an awesome Christmas gift to get, just knowing that uh, it wasn't intentional. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome, and that's even better because then you can go take it to uh, Vegas and just walk the strip in that thing. <laughs> it wouldn't be out of place, that's for sure. Here's mm-hmm. one that uh, I'm surprised uh, you didn't write, Tony. It said, uh, I had left some video games in my mom's room. She found them and assumed my dad had bought them for, as a Christmas gift for me. So for Christmas, I got my own games <laughs> oh nice oh could you imagine opening it or, you know even the lead up to christmas you're like Man, where is my super mario brothers and then you open it up and it's a used super mario brothers that has your name written on the back and you're like 
crap. That is hilarious. You're like, I already own this. This is mine. You know what my mom used to do? Because we were little nosy kids. We used to pick holes in presents. We were really bad about that. And, um, you know, you pick a little every day. You're like, ooh, what is it? What is it? And um, remember one year with the Nintendo, or the, when the original Nintendo was out, I so we were really little. Um, and we didn't get the Nintendo, obviously, in 85 or something. I think it was like 87 we got it. Okay. And, uh, you know, we pick at it, and you could see you could see a little bit and a little bit. We knew it was a Nintendo because every day we'd get excited, and we'd go pick at it again. And my <laughs> sister and I would go, just tear a little bit up this Nintendo. Christmas morning comes, and we, like, my sister and I think we've outsmarted, you know, Santa. or We're like, this is, we got a Nintendo. We got a Nintendo. Because... You had your Santa gifts, but this one did say from, you know, mom and dad. Okay. Um, So when we picked it and like Christmas morning, my sister and I knew we were getting this Nintendo. We go out there and at the end, you know, we open all our gifts. But this Nintendo package we've been picking at, MIA, just completely gone. So then when it comes time to like we open all our gifts, like... We're like looking at each other, and my mom knows. And we're we're stupid kids. We didn't know that mom was like she knew. She was we, wise. we thought we were sly with all the picking yeah. of the holes. Which come on, you're definitely not sly. Anyone could see it. Um, she, uh, I was like, oh, what what happened to that other present that was under there? Play, trying to play dumb, and and the thing was, was she's like, well, little nosy kids that pick at presents don't get gifts, so. <laughs> So the whole day, dude, we went the whole day, never got the gift until the end of the night. Like, and then my mom's like, oh, well, since you guys were so good, I happen to have one more gift. And, and it was the Nintendo. She it was rewrapped. You. It was great. So that prompted my mom to get smarter every year. And that was to, like, use, like, shoe boxes and things to kind of throw people off the – throw us nosy kids off the scent if she got it. You know – Santa came, Santa filled it with magic, and it was there. That was great. But since that was from mom and dad, that was actually something they wrapped. So yeah. There and, you go. And she Just made you suffer. the magic of Santa and all that. She made you suffer throughout the day, which, uh, you know, mm. was, I'm sure her, her own I know. Gift to she herself. had to love it, man. She had to see the anxiety in my face. Like, <laughs> like haha, you little, you little bleep. That's <laughs> what you get for picking at gifts. And then, fervent. and then finally, in terrible Christmas gifts, you have this person who put a, uh, a gift card to a lingerie store from my grandmother. The effed up part was, <laughs> wasn't the gift itself, but the fact that she made my poor 19-year-old brother go in and buy it. As he told it, the conversation went something like this. The cashier, shopping for your girlfriend? The brother said, no, my sister, well, my grandmother. Needless to say, there was awkward silence. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just don't tell people the truth when you're shopping for stuff. Just say, no, I'm just looking. It's for my super hot girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, for- you definitely don't say, oh, I'm here shopping for my sister or my mom. I mean, that's just weird. Yep. Just don't. Well, folks, that does it for terrible Christmas gifts. Tomorrow, we're not doing a call-in topic. We're doing a call-in contest, another edition Ooh. of Rank It With Tony, where we pit myself against whoever the caller is to win a fabulous prize whatever it may be haven't figured out what that is yet but uh, if you do want to compete go ahead and head over to phoenixmedia.us 
go to the Christian Phoenix radio show and in there you can fill out the contest entry form. We'll draw one name at random to compete. And uh, from there, during this segment, uh, you will compete to potentially win a wonderful, wonderful prize. Folks, when we come back, we've got a segment called Behind the Scenes Christmas Movie Facts. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 9th. Now, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including maybe terrible gift. Uh, Christmas gifts that you either gave or received. Um, you know, it's a voicemail line. You know how it works. You leave a message after the beep. No human interaction whatsoever makes it that much easier. Now, if you do want to call the Phoenix line, that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, we wanted to talk about some uh, behind-the-scenes Christmas movie facts. Obviously, we are in that time of year where uh, most people are hunkering down, watching Christmas movies that they grew up loving, or maybe new ones that uh, are are becoming part of their regular tradition. But in any case, you know, there are fun little facts behind the scenes of these movies that uh, you may or may not have known. For instance, Tony, were you a fan of The Muppet Christmas Carol? Uh, it was okay. Just okay? I don't know if I was a fan. It was just okay. All right, all right. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it, it was one of the first movies after Jim Henson died, and then uh, Brian Henson took over. And so it was a little strange, but uh, I love the Muppet movies nonetheless. But uh, apparently, in The Muppet Christmas Carol, Michael Caine insisted that the only way he'd play Scrooge was if he pretended like the Muppets were real people and that he was acting in the Royal Shakespeare Company. And uh, actually, I think that made his role even better, the fact that he wasn't winking to the camera, he wasn't playing a goofball, he was playing it as straight as possible, and let the Muppets be the humor of the movie. Well, that's good. I mean, that's probably the best way to go with that, so... Mm -hmm. Because then that gives him a more realistic acting approach, so he could do the best he could with it. Because he played Scrooge in it, right? He did, yep. Okay. All right, uh, moving on with uh, behind-the-scenes Christmas movie facts, and this is one that uh, I just found out because of the Netflix series, The Movies That Made Us, or, to be more accurate, they have a two-parter that's called The Christmas Movies That Made Us, where they've got the the behind-the-scenes of The Nightmare Before Christmas and behind-the-scenes of Elf. So in Elf, the baby it's cold outside shower scene wasn't actually in the original script. Director John Favreau learned that Zoe Deschanel was a good singer while filming, so he added it in. In an interview, Favreau said that he wrote it into the script because Deschanel's voice reminded him of Doris Day, and her old-timey sound gave the film a magical feeling. 
Deschanel also recently revealed that this bathroom scene was one of her favorites to shoot in the entire movie. And, uh, of course, it was just a hilarious. Uh, the whole movie is hilarious, but it was a great scene. No, Elf is fantastic. Elf is uh, definitely an instant uh, Christmas classic. And probably one of the most modern Christmas classics of our time. I can't oh, think of absolutely. anything newer than that that's... Uh, yeah, it definitely pops up onto our screen each year. Now, here is a debatable Christmas movie. In my mind, it's a Christmas movie. I know Tony thinks it's a Christmas movie, but the star doesn't. But uh, in Die Hard, Bruce Willis's role was actually offered to 73-year-old Frank Sinatra first, old blue eyes. Sinatra was contractually obligated to get first dibs because he starred in the film's prequel in 1968 called The Detective. Um... Did you know that fact tone, or uh, I think that was actually on the movies that made us? Um, I didn't know it prior, but I think I saw it on uh, one of the behind-the-scenes stuff. <laughs> yeah, do, do you think he still would have yeah, had the I'm line? I was going to say no. Do you think he still would have had the line, yippee ki Mr. Blue Eyes? Mr. Falcon? Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, but... I, that had to have been added in. That was a great line. I hope that was ad lib because that was ah, that was so good. Moving on with behind the scenes Christmas movie facts. In the Santa Claus Two, Tim Allen had to stay in character around the child actors, even when cameras weren't rolling, because a lot of kids believed he was the real Santa. Of course, we all know that Santa doesn't have time to make movies. He's up in the North Pole making gifts, getting ready for Christmas. So Tim Allen had to step in in that role. But uh, you know what? To to help the child actors out on set. You know, he stayed in character, which I, I think was uh, good on him. No, absolutely. Um, great on him on on that. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't really have much to say. I'm, I'm out of it of all sorts today. It's not my best. That's eh, all right. It's all right. Here's one that I know you love, Tony. Come on! In Home Alone, <laughs> the prop department originally created a fake tyrannical tarantula to put on daniel stern's face but director chris columbus insisted on using a real one and its name was barry there's a popular rumor that daniel stern had to mime his scream during the scene but that's not actually true the animal trainer on set told stern he'd be fine during the scene as long as he didn't make any sudden movements stern responded but i'm going to be screaming in barry's face do you think he'll feel threatened by that the animal trainer simply replied barry doesn't even have ears he can't hear so relax it's weird. I did not know that. I didn't either. I mean, I knew it was... Daniel Stern had a hell of a scream in that one. I'm terrified of spiders. If you put a spider on my face, that would be a genuine real scream. Yeah, you definitely uh, you definitely don't do that. It's, it's so funny when you were talking like Die Hard, you know, genuine things. Like when you get the scene with Hans Gruber at the end with that, gen, with that look of fear, it's because they let him go like second you know they had to give him a countdown of when they were going to let go and obviously there was something to protect them it's not like he was going to get hurt but the genuine fear like they just let him go like he wasn't expecting that you know i couldn't imagine like that scream that daniel stern gives in home alone that almost sounds like a genuine scream like whoa yeah yeah it would be on my part that's for sure well let's move on with behind the scenes christmas facts not the not a romantic comedy Christmas movie that I love, but I know 
people in droves love it. We're talking Love Actually. So in Love Actually, they uh, originally shot four additional storylines, one of which included the school's headmistress and her partner who was battling a terminal illness. Writer-director Richard Curtis said the scenes ultimately had to be cut, but they were so good that they made sure they were included in the DVD extras. Um, And that movie had so many different storylines to follow that uh, adding one or even two more in uh, would have probably just been confusing. Oh, absolutely. Just very confusing. Kevin! Let's move on with behind-the-scenes Christmas movie facts. Here is a classic one that, for some reason, some people don't consider a Christmas movie. I can't see why it's not. But in It's a Wonderful Life, writer-director Frank Capra helped create a new type of artificial snow because the then-current movie method, using cornflakes that were painted white, was too noisy when the actors had to walk in scenes. At the time, it was also popular to use asbestos as snow in films. Wow, like in the poppy field in the scene from Wizard of Oz. But this new technique made filming a lot easier for Capra rather than having to film the picture and audio separately and dub it in later. It also earned Russell Shearman and his team of special technical achievement award at the Oscars. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, movies continue to innovate and obviously, you know, you don't think of fake snow as something that uh, has to be accounted for, but it certainly does. Right. You think all right. All right. Uh, moving on. In A Christmas Story, Flick's tongue was actually suctioned by a hidden vacuum to give it the illusion that it was frozen to the pole. Um, I, I mean, that scene still gives me chills just to think that uh, I, I think it was more of a, a warning just to never try it. You know, obviously you hear the stories of people sticking their tongues to metal objects, having it ripped off or add water. Yeah, no, that scene like always is frightening. You know, it's, I mean, sure. It was uh, lampooned in dumb and dumber, but that whole tongue to the pole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Let's move on in jingle all the way. The whole premise of the movie was actually inspired by the cabbage patch kids craze. From the Christmas season of 1983, when parents were literally fighting at stores to get their children these dolls. In 1983, parents were camping out at stores to make sure they got their children Cabbage Patch Kids for Christmas. When doors opened to stores, adults would get into physical fights over the dolls, and some people were even trampled on, resulting in broken bones. Uh, that That's a fun movie with Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'm glad that you know the whole Black Friday, Christmas, Toy Rush... You know, isn't the brawl that it used to be. Right. That's right. I'm going to be with Anakin Skywalker. We're going to take on Sinbad for this little toy. Then later I will dress up as the hero. My son will love me again. Right, Anakin? Going to go to the dark side. <laughs> I forgot it was Anakin that played his son. Mm-hmm. That's cool. All right, moving on in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, both Eddie Murphy and Jack Nicholson, <coughs> excuse me, Nicholson were originally considered for the role Nicholson. of the Grinch, but it ultimately went to Jim Carrey. I couldn't imagine Jack Nicholson as the Grinch. That would have been weird. No. And then finally, here's the deal, Sparky. We're going to go to Whoville. We're going to take them down. All right. Where do they get a load of these toys? Finally, and behind the scenes Christmas movie facts. In Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, Donald Trump would only give the production team a permit to film in the Plaza Hotel, which he owned at the time, if they wrote him into the movie, which is why you see him in his little cameo appearance. 
Oh, is that why it was? That's why he was there, huh? Yep. Yep. He. Uh... It's huge. I totally made the movie Home Alone too. I was there with Kevin McAllister. It was awesome. It was huge. I'm a big movie star. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that does it for this segment of Behind the Scenes Holiday Movie Facts. When we come back, we're heading in the final segment of the show. It is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Radio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, you did it. You stuck with us till the end of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show for Wednesday, December 9th, but not before we treat you to one last segment. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? I like those odds. (laughs) (laughs) I like those odds, too. (laughs) While you are there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Wow. That that, that took a lot of energy to do that. Absolutely. All right, folks. It is the final segment of the show. We like to drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, this day in 1868, the first traffic lights were installed outside the Palace of Westminster in London. Resembling railway signs, they used semaphore arms and are illuminated at night by red and green gas lamps. Think about it, traffic lights before the invention of electricity or the use of electricity in, uh, in those types of objects. Um, that would have been interesting to see how, how that works. Is there some guy pulling strings on it behind? I, I don't know, but uh, they, they were the first to have it. That's crazy. Westminster. Every time I hear Westminster, I always think of uh, the, the town in uh, Colorado here. I live in Westminster. Close to London, but not quite. Yeah, you know, it's only about three, well, I don't know, how many thousand miles away? (laughs) It's more more than that, yeah. (laughs) Seven, ten, it's a lot of miles. Nailed it. Moving on this day in 1900, President Paul Kruger, luckily not Freddy Krueger, of South Africa's... What's with kids today, huh? And Queen... No respect. Wilhelmina of the Netherlands have a triumphant procession. I want to know what entails a triumphant procession. Helmina, Helmina. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1905, Richard Strauss's opera Salami premieres in Dresden. That just makes me hungry. That doesn't make me want to hear uh, people sing in high-pitched yeah. My salami, my salami is nice and huge for my sandwich. I'm talking about the meat salami. It's huge. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1934, 
National Football League Championship over at the Polo Grounds in New York City. You have the New York Giants defeat the Chicago Bears 30-13, a uh, rematch that I can guarantee you won't be seeing this year. No, no. And that's crazy back then when it was just the NFL championship. That was before Super Bowls. That was like the big game. So crazy stuff. Yep. It's, it's neat to see the teams that won it back then. You're like, oh. And that was back when they had the leather helmets, no face masks, and, you know, people were losing teeth left and right. And there definitely was no uh, pass interference calls. Right. (laughs) You didn't get that. On every single play. Um, Yeah. Moving on, speaking of football, this day in 1935, the first Heisman Trophy is awarded to Jay Burwanger from Chicago. Burwanger! She'd be doing on the wang with the burwang or Liz Burwang. Burwang! It still amazes me that there are so many Heisman Trophy winners that go on to do nothing in the NFL. It, it's pretty bad, right? Like, it's, it's pretty much like, can you name a Heisman Trophy winner that went on to do much? It's not, uh, that actually, I could think of, uh, what, Charles Woodson? That's yeah, about it? Yeah. Was it Rod Woodson? E- Emmett Smith. Yeesh. I'm gonna Google that while you're yeah. going. I, I mean, just I don't know. You're going back a ways to find one, and obviously you've got you know like Kyler Murray, who is a star quarterback right now in the NFL for the Arizona Cardinals, but he hasn't won any championships. He hasn't done anything major, and you know he has just as much of a chance of fizzling out as any other Heisman Trophy winner as well. Yeah, it's not a the. Uh, yeah, you, I did a ranker of it, and uh, not too many uh, big ones went on to do much, you know? Yeah, if you come across one, let me know. But in the meantime, we'll move on. This day in 1965. Charles Woodson, that's the most recent one. Seriously, wow. Yeah. This day in 1965, A Charlie Brown Christmas, first Peanuts animated special, premieres on CBS in the U.S. Tony, were you ever a uh, Peanuts fan? I like Snoopy and the gang. Yeah, I wouldn't say a huge fan, but I enjoyed them. Um, they've always been in my life since a little kid. I mean, we've always watched the Charlie Brown Christmases, Thanksgivings. And, you know, I think uh, we had a lot of like, what was that marketing ploy when we were kids? Joe Cool. Mm-hmm. Like that was the alter ego, for, uh, alter ego for Snoopy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I had the opposite. I never enjoyed the Peanuts. I never thought it was funny. You never didn't really... like the dancing, the weird... No. <laughs> and their specials were just do it. boring to me. They were just plain boring. <laughs> but that's me. Good grief, Christian Brown. <laughs> Moving on this day, 1967. Jim Morrison is arrested on stage for disturbing the peace at the New Haven Arena in Connecticut, making him the first rock star to be taken into custody during a performance. And I believe he exposed himself, which is uh, why he was arrested. Probably for good reason. Yeah, probably good. So He didn't have the nickname of the Lizard King for nothing, that's for sure. I am the Lizard King! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back to football this day, 1985. The San Francisco 49ers wide receiver Jerry Rice begins an NFL streak of 100-plus consecutive games with a reception in a 27-20 defeat to the L.A. Rams at Candlestick Park. Um, you know, and you don't see those types of... Legend. Yeah. You know, those, uh, those streaks continue these days unless, you know, it's a Tom Brady or, you know, somebody who's been in there forever. 
you know, it was awesome is we got to grow up during that. So me being so close to, you know, being from Nevada, you know, your closest teams at that time was uh, the 49ers or the uh, Raiders uh, when they played in Oakland before they went to L.A. before going back. But uh, it was so cool as a kid to just be a fan of uh, Jerry Rice and Joe Montana and just how great the Niners were. Um, it, it just awesome. Yeah. I mean, can you – I? It's amazing. The greatest quarterback and the greatest receiver on one team. They, phenomenal. They were a dynasty that people didn't hate like the Patriots. Yeah. And it's and it's funny now. It's like I still hate the Patriots. And people are like, why? They don't have Brady and stuff. I go, it's still the Patriots. Yeah. Like, they don't care. <laughs> still don't like them. You know. Moving on. Speaking of streaks, this day in 1987, Tony's underwear. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Larry Bird ends a Whoa. streak of 59 consecutive Free, th- free throws. That's a hard word to say. Free throws. Free throws. Free throws for free throws. She throws free throws by the three-point line. Everybody do the three-point thing. <laughs> this day in 1992, the third Billboard Music Awards big winner is Garth Brooks with Roping in the Wind. Roping in the wind, I'm a little cowboy. Buy my box set for the 90th time at Walmart. <laughs> you know he's not on any streaming services at all? He's not, really. None. Like, uh, you can't stream the Garth, man. Um, I'll have to check Amazon Music because I've seen his music pop up occasionally in, like, Christmas stuff and, and things that Jesse's playing, but... Uh, I wonder if it's only select songs, maybe not his whole catalog. Yeah, because that's a uh, yeah, because he's not on Spotify. Because somebody wanted to listen to Garth Brooks uh, the other night at work uh, when, because I, I don't get to listen to the music, I got to be in the back. But I'll put it on for the employees. And someone's like, "Can you put on some Garth Brooks?" And I I looked it up. I go, "Nope, I can't. I can play similar, but I can't play that." And they're like, "That's fine." That is strange. So yeah. weird. Moving on, this day in 1997, Tomorrow Never Dies, the 18th James Bond film starring Pierce Brosnan and Michelle Yeoh, premieres in London. Yo! <laughs> Yo, Michelle. Yo. And then finally, this day in 2002, Star Trek Nemesis, film directed by Stuart Baird and starring Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Frakes, premieres. I always enjoyed the next generation Star Trek movies more than the original cast ones. They always seemed a little more action-packed. Right. I like the uh, I I really enjoyed the reboots the J.J. Abrams one well the first two the one the third one he didn't do I didn't care for that one yeah much, but the first two were great I enjoyed him too you know again he was more of a Star Wars fan so added more of those uh, uh, action elements and finally folks with uh, just a few seconds left let's run down today's holidays real quick holidays today is celebrate National Christmas Card Day okay that makes sense. International Day for Veterinary Medicine, so have your pet looked at. It is International Anti-Corruption Day. It is National Llama Day, World Techno Day, Wary Willy Day. Don't let your willy get wary. And National Pastry Day. Folks, that does it for our Wednesday show. We will be back tomorrow on a Thursday exploring America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. We've got Florida Man. Enjoy your Wednesday, folks. We'll see you all tomorrow. Thank you.